BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Righto, um, just a quick shout out to our sponsors uh, that make this happen. Uh, firstly, thanks to the guys at MX Store. Uh, only fitting that the motocross companion is brought to you by the MX Store. Uh, you can head to mxstore.com.au. Uh, you can buy all of your aftermarket accessories for your pride and joy uh, i've said it on here before but uh, i'm in the process of rebuilding the screaming eagle for day in the dirt um oh are you gonna go down for the transmoto six hour nabiak yeah not sure i might go down and sweep ride because i think all the teams are full but mm. it's like a full sand track eh? yeah it's gonna be gnarly yeah i'm kind of yeah. half keen to do that maybe i need to go to mx store to get some grip donuts or something mm. um but yeah, so you can head to mxstore.com.au, uh, everything you need, tires, oil, gear, like literally you name it, you can get it from there. Uh, some of the best customer service in the game. And if you live in uh, Southeast Queensland, you can just visit their showroom in Burley, uh, which is where they've got their warehousing and everything out of. Uh, super great group of people. Uh, secondly, the guys at Rival Inc. If you follow Gypsy Tales on Instagram, at Gypsy Tales Podcast, like you should, uh, then you would have seen uh, last couple of days that we just dropped the Gypsy Tales Rival Inc. collab. We've sold a few of them. I'm pumped because they're going to be out in the wild. Uh, we're getting one for the Screaming Eagle. We're getting one for Mick's Screaming Eagle. Um, but yeah, it looks amazing. Those guys did such a good job. Uh, you can get... Every, literally everything that you need graphics wise from rival they do plastics they do seat covers they do the stickers themselves they do jersey prints they do helmet stick they they do everything uh and the quality is second to none uh so you can head to rivalinkdesignco.com uh to get that sorted for your bike and yeah send me photos when people get those graphics kits because i'm i am excited um Thirdly, the guys at nobbyunderwear.com.au. The messages that I get of people that have converted to Nobby is like outrageous. It's so good. It's one of my favorite things about doing the show uh, is when people genuinely get behind the sponsors of the show uh, and then they are just completely blown away with how good the product is. Um, I constantly talk about how good the underwear is uh, and it's just not because it's an ad like there's a reason that these guys have been advertising with us for over a year uh, we absolutely love them and I don't think and no, I mean I don't think I know with 100% certainty that there would not have been a day that has gone by since we signed that deal with them that I've not worn their underwear um, it is that good I do not own anything else and when you sign up 
you do your $20 a month, you don't need to either. Underwear is a thing that you never have to think about again. So you can head to nobbyunderwear.com.au, sign up, it's 20 bucks a month, and you're on. You're set. You literally never have to think about it again. I got a DM the other day from a guy that said um, that he ordered, because they've got an online store, like you can just go and order one pair. Um, and he went on, bought one pair because he didn't want to do the sign-up thing. And then as soon as he got the package, he didn't even put them on. He got the package. He felt the underwear. He went straight onto the website and he signed up and sent me a message and told me that story, which I was pretty pumped on. So um, that is the, uh, that's what you're dealing with, with Nobby. Uh, and finally, our just epic friends uh, at Boost Mobile, we're about to launch a new segment. Uh, that is going to be with them. It's going to be a short news style segment. I'm pretty excited about doing that, a different style of content. Uh, And that is why I love working with those guys. Um, They're super innovative. Uh, They're always thinking about new ideas, uh, new ways to do things in that telecommunication space. And that is why that they are uh, Australia's leading uh, prepaid mobile service provider. Uh, you can go to boost.com.au. You can look at all of their packages. They do six-month deals, 12-month deals, month-to-month. And the best thing is that you can actually just transfer your number from your current uh, provider and you can transfer that over to Boost. It takes about five minutes on the phone uh, and then you don't lose your number, but you get all of the amazing benefits uh, of being on the full 4G Telstra network and then it's just it's just the cost. The amount of data that you get for the cost is it's ridiculous. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Mick, thank you for sitting on the big chair with me today uh, and running through a really great week in motocross. That was a sick weekend between the GPs, between High Point, uh, all of the action. Hunter got his first win. It was a, that was a good week. Definitely, definitely a good week. And I'm looking forward to Florida this weekend. Yeah, Florida's going to be great. Florida. Righto, thank you very much to everybody. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, thank you to Mick. And uh, we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Gypsy Tales Motocross Companion. For once, I think the red wall looks better. Red wall looks good. Maybe Mick just makes the red wall look good. I'm part of it. Blended. Righto, what is up? It's uh, too loud. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Gypsy Gang? Uh, we are back for the Motocross Companion, and Mick has upgraded himself to the big seat. Big dog in the big suit. Made myself to the big chair. Yeah, mate. You're uh, no longer at the... Uh, nah, the table that you sit at is very important. It's, a, it's an important part of the, uh, the corner. So yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk shit saying that you're on the. Uh, oh, do I key? Give us a test. Hello. Yeah. Test. You just talk soft, bro. Um, yeah. No, Mick's got a very important job. He sits at a very important table, so I can't take that away from him. Uh, but today, uh, for this episode of our motocross companion, he is uh, at the big table with me. We've made some changes in the studio, um, which I'm pretty happy with. As you can see, the lighting on his camera is just superb. Um, so yeah, Mick is Mick is going to be uh, my partner in crime for this uh, episode of the Motocross Companion. Um, have you did you do any motocrossy stuff on the weekend? Were you around any bikes? Um, yeah, I've been around bikes like the last few weeks fairly heavily. Um, shot a commercial yesterday for Ducati, which is a bit opposite to uh, that, and then uh, New South Wales state title uh, for the motocross the week before. So yeah, sort of been a non-stop ten days of 
motorcycles. Yeah, nice. So it's been good. Which you'll never matter. Nah, I love it. Um, so you didn't get to see, oh, for everyone that is wondering right now, we have the uh, high point race on uh, 450 Moto2, three laps ago. This is pretty much going to be what our show is about today, uh, is high point. And then the GPs are heating up as well. Um, we're watching Coop and Tomac right now. This is an interesting moto. I think this um, second moto was a super interesting one for the championship because Ken actually started behind Eli uh, and then he worked his way through the pack and Eli was kind of like just one sort of step behind him at every point uh, through the moto until he uh, kind of got to Jason Anderson and there's been like this weird thing this year between Eli and Ando. Seems like Jason Anderson is the hardest dude for Eli to pass. And I don't know whether it's because he's the most aggressive. Um, they had a, like a lot of history with that, the Supercross Championship when uh, Ando won last year. Um, so I wonder whether they're not like that Jason's in his head, but he's just like extra cautious. Um, but yeah, regardless, Kenny just looks so, 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 so good in this moto. Uh, and yeah really just like waxed everybody like he's eight and a half seconds ahead of tomac who's just now getting past webb um on with yeah two laps to go so pretty um pretty impressive uh ride on the weekend from old ken and i think i think it sort of had to happen eh? like i think that eli was starting to obviously they've gone like back and forth Mm. but i feel like eli had sort of asserted his dominance in a way over the series and and ken hadn't he's been doing well but he hadn't really answered back i don't think no not till not till this point like obviously he's been been coming in with some like crazy pace in some of the motos but uh Eli was starting to get a bit of a run, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, but now um, we're coming up to where we'd be sort of starting to be midpoint of the season. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, some pretty crucial rounds. Is this rounds. the fourth or fifth round? So this would be the fourth round. So we're a third of the way through the championship. The champ, yeah. Which, dude, it come up quick, eh? It really is. And, um, you know, off to Florida this weekend and start the fifth round, it's... Yeah, crucial time. Man, well, uh, they've got the corner. They've got the camera back on Kenny now. Kenny, I think, is probably the best dude in. I, I, I can't say the world because obviously you don't see him riding against the Euro dudes all the time now. But definitely in the AMA championship, I think in those long ruts, especially when it's like up and downhill, the way that high point. Like, watch this man coming down the hill here. Like, he's obviously not pushing crazy hard, but like the feet on the pegs the precision the the timing that he has in these type of tracks and i'm going to try find it real quick now um while we're still watching that but um his technique is just like it's an amazing technique to watch yeah it's it's like insane dude uh racer x i think it was racer x on their instagram um they posted a clip of him riding in like the ruts maybe it was in like practice or something and it was just insane i'm gonna try to find it now but like holy shit dude like he was absolutely killing it um in yeah like in practice on the weekend and it was just like it just seemed super obvious that he was gonna be um the dude to beat doesn't look man i wish i need to um i need to start sending stuff into that group chat um that we've got like when when we see cool shit on Instagram because like it was ridiculous dude I know when they did the post race on this when they were talking after this they were standing out there and some of the ruts were nearly hip height 
Oh yeah, like it was it was deep in some of the spots, and you can see it. Like unless you're leaning over and into it, like Ken is, it's a gnarly track. It's um, by the end of it, it was. It's not rough though. Like it is. Um, it's super rutted. It's super mm. deep, and it's super technical. But it's not rough. Mm. Like. Yeah, I, don't, I just I feel like the AMA stuff used to get rougher, and even um, like look at him just standing up through that dude. Mm. Like he's just he's such a technician, eh? But he's got like that raw speed as well. I think you see. I mean, obviously you can't say Marv doesn't have raw speed, but it just seems like Kenny can really put the <clears throat> put the hammer down, but do it super super technically. And I think that's been like the difference this year between ken and eli like colorado was rough mm. like that's like a rougher version of of high point and when you need to just bulldog and smash your way through those ruts and bumps yeah eli's the man that's his thing yeah, yeah but when i think when it gets like this and it's really long ruts really technical but not as rough um then i think you see kenny like sort of start to dominate because it's sort of it's almost like it takes away some of eli's like superpower you know yeah for sure and like kenny's got like that finesse like oh, that dude, real detail sort finesse. of thing and then obviously eli and, and here we go everyone's gonna say we're hating on him but his thing is just sending it yeah dude, straight is, up. you see him over jump things under jump things and this but it's incredible pace when he is there um but yeah kenny here he so awesome. Eli's won the overall. Mm. Um, I think. Uh, let me just check, but I'm pretty sure that gives him the points lead. Did you Did you know if he got the points lead off this one? No, I don't actually. Um, let me see. Let me see. Just go into the Bible here. Racerxonline.com. We should reach out and do something, but they've got like mathers and shit. They don't need us. Um, where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? MXGP results. We'll get into that later. Uh, 450. Full results. So I just want to know who's winning the championship right now. Um, dude, the 250 class was insane too, man. Definitely. So it's pretty young. Oh, here we go. Eli's going to be talking. Blake, I knew where Blake was position-wise. You know, he obviously got that win there, so I had to make up some points on him there. So uh, that was good to be in front of him, but uh, Kenny was on it. You know, he made the pass on me early there. We were both moving through the pack pretty well, and he got got away a little quicker than me after a few laps. But uh, overall, good day. Nice, consistent day. So uh, thank you to Monster Energy Kawasaki, everyone. Uh, good, solid day. Congratulations, you're now tied for the points again. Yeah, tied. So I thought so. Um, yeah, that's crazy, man, the way that those guys have, um, yeah, they've gone back and forth like that. We'll be right back, and I'm about to mute that shit. I want to hear what Kenny says. Um, fuck, this is easier when you do it, Mick. I'm not cut out for this bullshit. For everyone listening, I've got the I've got the control of the computer today. Mick's just getting just gifting Mick an easy day, you know? Like he just gets to come in, just come in, do his thing. Just chill out on the Gold Coast for a few hours and just uh, just chill. You're moving soon too, eh? I am. I am indeed. When are you when is that, do you know? Yeah, it's gonna be um early July coming back up this way, so back up from northern New South Wales, so it's gonna be good. 
And to everyone listening, that's not very significant in their life. But to me, it's massive because, and to Mick, it's massive because he drives two hours each way to do these shows. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Where, whereabouts do you live? Like pretty much Lismore, eh? Yeah, in between yeah, Byron and Lismore, basically. So. so he lives in the middle of nowhere and he drives two hours to come and do an hour, well, four hours to come and do an hour show. So it's going to be massive um, that he is doing this for us. All right, with Kenny now. He'll be so pumped with this moto, dude. That's um that's cool that he went back to those um back to, back to those Colorado settings because like pretty much what we just said, man, was it, it basically Colorado is just like a rougher version of High Point. So um, yeah, because that that was like the thing where I mean, even you said when you walked in, you're like, how did Ken do so bad in the first motor, but then ride so good there? So it's pretty crazy to um, see like just how important the wow. um, like settings are to these dudes. It's crazy when obviously at that level. Um, yeah, it just it makes you wonder what the settings could be to be such a drastic change, dude. Like, look at that man! Like the way the he just stood up and just slammed that rut, man. Like, yeah, Ken's on another level when it comes to um comes to that stuff. Um, all right, so now that that is over, um, that moto's done. We will talk a bit more about High Point. Um, Hunter Lawrence getting his first win, uh, in the mm. first moto. That was pretty sick and, great speed oh man he yep. won that thing just from pretty much like well i mean he come through the pack uh mm. to win he had some really really good lines um the he made the same pass uh for second and then for the lead mm. um in the same turn which obviously shows like a lot of patience a lot of racecraft. uh so what do you think that means for hunter going forward oh it's got to be <clears throat> it's got to be pleasing for him obviously coming back to coming to the states now to do this and to get that first one gets sort of like the monkey off the back a little bit i guess and returning from injury did his collarbone obviously early in the year and then um yeah it's probably the first of many yeah. hopefully but that that pass that you just mentioned like the speed that he carried around that first corner around the outside and then obviously to the inside that was phenomenal that mm. was awesome to see so yeah it's great great to watch and then just i think what makes it even better is the fact that like it's so set up mm. like a lot of times in the 250 class you'll be thinking about guys that are like inexperienced and that they're just sending it but yep. that's not the case with how hunter raced that that first moto no nah, it wasn't like a dive bomb that someone he's just come in to do that was a complete setup obviously both laps or both passes in a row so yeah it's it's cool it's going to be good to see in the future and obviously uh the time in mxgp has led to extra racecraft as well so yeah yeah it's awesome to see it's um it's interesting to watch that like Justin Cooper was out front and got chased down and then it, it seems like and I can't remember whether Langston said it on the commentary or not 
but it seems like he is he just gets like insanely uh emotional and i've i've spoken to lucas myrtle who's his agent he's Mm -hmm. also hunter's agent aussie dude fucking legend nicest dude and um we have like these sick bench racing sessions and he said like how fiery uh cooper is and i think we've seen a lot of that this year Mm. like the protest like he rode that that horse into the ground yeah like he really they wanted to get that like that kid wants to win Mm. and uh and that's what myrtle was saying like he's just like he wants it so bad but i wonder with a guy like that can you want it too much Mm. and can you want stuff to uh instead of like you know you hear people say like oh just let the race come to you or whatever yeah it's like can you want it too much that you're trying to uh you know maybe push when you're it's it's just not there to push yeah you start to manifest on you know bad things happening so that ac thing with the protest and things like that and then uh was it the second moto where him and fran just collided yeah yeah. like things like that start to do you want something so much yeah they must so yeah it's it's interesting to see but those yamahas out of the gate Every Dude. round, it's it's crazy. They're, it's insane, they're beating eh? everyone out of the gate. Um, to get not not to stuff. mention that, man. Did you see um, Steve Mathers put together an article on Racer X online, and it was uh, like a manufacturer, world manufacturer standings, yeah. and Yamaha's the the leading manufacturer in both series at the moment. Really? Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Because you've got Tonus in the MXGPs, yep. then you've got their lights dudes. I can't remember the other guy's name in the 450 class. Then you've got all of the star dudes. You've got Ferris, you've got Barsha. Yep. They've been in the top 10 over here. So yeah, when you are looking at an overall picture yep. of uh, manufacturers at the moment in motocross, Yamaha is the leading wow. manufacturer. That's crazy to think, isn't it? So, Dude. Especially with the dominance of uh, KTM over the past few years as uh, one yeah. manufacturer. But that's, yeah, as internationally, that's massive. And think about too, like, I wonder who did the star deal because mm. that created a dynasty dude mm. like that whole star program is really responsible for keeping yamaha like the 450s have come in and out and in and out yep. and they've had some good guys and they've lost some guys and they've mm. had these building years but like that star yamaha group has been just so solid continuously yeah. since really like they had maybe a couple of years initially yeah but i mean they made some super smart signings that started with martin and then cooper yep. and then plessinger now they've got uh Ferrandis, now they've got cooper yeah. it just seems like they've really they did their homework mm. early and then at the same time yamaha gave them like an insanely good bike yeah that obviously the the 450 they've had a bit of what would you say bad luck like Plessinger was in there this season he got yeah. injured heart, heart at the start sort of thing but 250 program the last few years but that also huge. that Yamaha was kind of a shit bike for a while mm. and there would be like only <clears throat> only like a select group of people that could seem like they could make it work yeah so but now it seemed like Ferris really likes that bike yep but and now it seems like people you know Tonus is killing it in the GPs for on sure. that thing so it's like it almost is starting to come around to be like a bike that you'd want to be on which it wasn't the case for a while um we'll go i just want to watch like the overall highlights package again because that'll have the uh the 250s and in in sort of general adding to that too the the japanese manufacturers have played like a bit of catch up over these past few years they have for sure man and and you look at you look at just the stock bikes that are coming out from you know kawasaki yemi and that 
the packages are fantastic. Yeah, and like Cowie stepped up massive. They just released their um, they just released their 2020 bike, which looks really good as well. Yeah, yeah. I do like the Cowies. Yeah, I just I, man, I had one Cowie and uh, I broke my collarbone on it, and I, I broke my collarbone on it, I broke my wrist on it, and then I never fucking touched the thing again. I absolutely hated it. I think it was an 09, and it was like it was when. PC was just killing it, dude. Mm-hmm. So I was like all about that thing, and uh, and yeah, that thing spat me off more than any bike I've ever rode in my life. So, all right, so we got the highlights coming up here. Don't need to hear any of this. High points a sick track, man. I really like it, eh? Yeah, it's great, great track to watch. You obviously you would have been there over your time in the states, I'm guessing, but. Yeah. As a spectator from TV point of view, it's it's good to watch. It's it's good to watch as a spectator um, at the venue too. Is it? Yeah. We used to um, what we used to do is we used to stand up the motorhomes. They'd sort of park the motorhomes up uh, along the edge of the pits, and um, you'd just stand on the roof of the motorhome. So actually, the couple of years that I went there, I would stand on uh, the roof of Maddie's motorhome, and you could literally see the entire track. It was sick. Um, okay, so this is the first 450 motor that we're watching now. This is where, you know, and you know I'm a Tomac fan. This is where he had his Tomacism. Another drop, just yeah, just the same silly. sort of thing. It is like it is hard not to expect someone to crash a lot, but it just oh, oh dude, yeah, geez. how was this crash by Coop, man? It's gnarly, yeah. He got so lucky there, like the bike just downsided perfectly, yeah, and he just pretty much had to low side it. And that, that dirt there too, because of those rollers, the way that they are, and they rip the rollers. Yep. And there's like still that fluffy dirt, like it doesn't get pushed away into into like sort of hard pack. He got a pretty soft landing, luckily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but spot. yeah, so Baggett, Anderson, Eli, Marv, Osborne, uh, Ken, Webb, Savachi, Bogle, Barsha uh, is the top 10 for Moto 1. Um, so yeah, pretty good moto. Like it was pretty cool to see Baggett come out and get the win. Dean Ferris in 11th, uh, Jake Mustpool 17th. He's still been having a really cool season, like a good season. Cool with his little brother making his debut as well. Um, yeah, so this is the first motor that we were just talking about. Yep. Dude, Cooper's starts are dialed. Yeah, they really are. Wilson got good starts here too, man. Wilson Todd, he was in, I think, like pretty much, well, I think he's fifth right now in the start of this first moto um so obviously just like a bit of intensity this is that line that we were talking about gets 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 past Nichols, uh and then yeah next lap he goes around uh coop in the same fashion so dude hunter's style is so solid man like he is technically such a good rider it's it's kind of crazy man like we're coming back into like the technical era of motocross i think yeah i think so hey like you you look at him and if you probably like just looking at those couple of corners from that and what we just watched of ken standing on the pegs coming through the yeah. corner pretty similar isn't it Real oh, good technique you know and like look at that sexton is another dude that's like crazy crazy technical and he's starting to really find his speed ac is insanely yeah. technical yeah so i think like we kind of had this era in the lights class of just absolute senders yep. winning motos but it really start it starts to seem now like we're sort of getting back to like this real technical style of mm. of racing it's sick to it's sick to watch I, i'm i'm really enjoying it and then jesse dobson when we 
had him on the podcast and him saying like how he looks at different styles and stuff like that mm. seems like yeah even everyone's really starting to pay attention yeah, to like the technical really side of it. it yep yeah it's it's sick uh so yeah this is the second 450 meadow which we sort of just covered we haven't mentioned marv obviously yet but he like he went down obviously but his pace throughout the moto like early on was was really good too in the in the first one look at that man that's ridiculous to stand up like that that fast into like a super deep long run like kenny's just the man when it comes to that stuff i think that'll be huge for his confidence man getting a um, getting a moto win like that um so yeah second moto eli tomac ken roxon ando webb Osborne, Marv, um, Baggett, Savachi, Bogle, Basha. Savachi was in like third for most of that, um, for most of that moto. So yeah, look all through. There's Wilson, dude, again. So Wilson was like third off the start. I really think, man, that if Wilson stayed over there for the rest of the series, he would really, really like pick up his pace. This is so sick, dude. This, yeah. AC is the man. I just I like everybody knows how much I love Adam but there I I had no idea that he could be this good outdoors yeah it's been pretty exciting like, to watch sick eh? yeah. Where, what happened to Hunter this moto I didn't see this moto Fourth four wins. straight bro so gnarly look at him too like the thing that I love about Ken uh, about Adam right now so Hunter got third so he only just missed out on the overall well I mean he would have lost either way if he, even if he got second um, and yeah Wilson Todd 12th 10th for 10th uh, overall pretty it's good pretty rad um, yeah it just really seems like Adam is enjoying the moment too mm. like he's not he's not letting the moment go by and I think that you know, you look at guys like Dunge in the past, Villapoto in the past, they really like, they. it seems like they let the moment go by because mm. it's like, this is my job. And, and I think that there's, there's certainly like a defense mechanism in that to where it's like, you don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. Mm. You want to uh, just keep your sort of eye on the prize. But like, man, with, these dudes don't have like super long careers. No, they, they really don't. You know, you're a kid, you're traveling all around the country every single weekend you've got fans that want to be around you they you know engaging with you every yep. day on social media you're on the podium you're winning and it's like they're just that this new generation of guys it seems like they're taking it in and it's mm. like we went through that robot era with Dunge and Villapoto and mm. then now we've come out with like these young group of dudes that are super socially aware yep. and I think like I wonder too how much social media plays a role in that mm. because man I know dudes that from when I was there that are just like basically socially retarded and they just never like the first time I hung out with Baggett yep. was I was like Jesus homeschooling whoa yep. like it was such an awkward encounter and it's like he was homeschooled never really had anything outside of motocross and I, f I seriously feel like the access these dudes have to social media it's like giving them so much more interaction hmm. and like a need to create a personality that's it you can't be 
uh, as insulated as you used to be able to. Yeah. And like, ja- dude, James is crazy insulated and super awkward because of that. Mm. And it's like he he sort of did the social me- like he never really did the social media thing. He had it, but it's like he what he didn't grow up in that social media uh. era the way that these these kids have now. Mm. So like. I don't know. I just, I think we're living in a time where these guys really get to like express who they are. Like, but dude, the, um, I want to bring this up. I, I meant to like a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, Justin Cooper's Instagram. Uh, Justin Cooper 32. Like, I think the, um, like adding to that, I think like with people like Dean Wilson, creating the brand of Dean Wilson of what he's doing and living that, you know, his social media presence is awesome to watch. Like, as a fan, it's good. And people like that are drawing more characters out of the sport. Yeah. Creating more characters in the sport, you know, and the outside of it. So I think I think it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, dude, I totally agree. Um, there's this... Uh, there's this post he made. I feel like it was from Hangtown. Um, wait, did he just say... <laughs> Oh, I thought he said going to be the champ. I was like, hell yeah, boy. Um, maybe it was this one. Um, so, oh, this is after Colorado. Man, I really... He just basically says in this post, like, um, that... Oh, maybe it was... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm tripping. But he, he has this post where he says, like... Um, he got into it with one of the riders crashed out maybe it was in supercross and he's like he basically just said like look i'm not here to get second yeah i don't care like if i crash out trying to pass for the lead like it is what it is i'm not here to get second i'm here to win mm-hmm. and that's it that's all i'm thinking about and that's all i'm trying to do and it's like it's cool that they've got that platform to say that now yeah and you know before it's like they just you sort of had to say at the press conference it's you're already kind of like an awkward dude to start yeah. with you you don't have like a normal life in in the case of you know a guy like James you've got all these people around you that yeah. are like this constant yes men mentality and it's like you know now these kids they've got a platform and then they've got fans that like genuinely follow these guys and they they know everything they see every time they post like i don't know we're just living in like a cool world when it comes to that and when i see like the way that adam is on the podium and he's like yeah yes like he's just so like there's so much real Mm. emotion there like i'm just i'm glad we're out of that era where like dungeon villapoto get on the podium and it's just like it's just so fucking steel-faced yeah there's just nothing there and it's like how am I supposed to get excited about you winning if you're not excited about it like when I see Adam that excited to win like that makes me excited yeah and I just think like those maybe those guys didn't didn't understand like the impact that kind of stuff has um on fans when they're just not really showing a a bunch I agree 100% and I think something to add to it as well as things like this like pod, there's there's many other motorcycle podcasts or motocross podcasts and that and one of the messages that you quite often get from retired racers whoever it might be is and you've had many on here is we missed that moment we didn't yeah. get to see that moment and i'm not sure if say ac listens to other people's shows and that but probably does he's still going to be a moto fan yeah yeah and if you listen to those things i'm sure 
it creates awareness as well. And there's more platforms now that people are listening to and yeah. saying, geez, I really should be enjoying this moment. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if AC listens to these things, but he's enjoying that moment. Yeah. Like he's living it. So it's it's cool. And I'm sure a lot of the other writers are. They've got more platforms to, yeah. to work on. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see. It really is. It's yeah. a different time. Yeah, I was going to say, it almost is like the golden age of, yeah. of media. Like we really do, like we we get to see this stuff now like we're yeah we're yeah we're in the best place we can for access and i mean it comes with some with some downside stuff yeah. as well but i mean yeah it's um yeah and the, and the other thing is too the message that like you've had through this show and that if people is you know we both love moto there's a lot more to life than moto yeah for and sure. everyone says that you know they retire and go oh gee that opened up a whole lot of different things um, if someone like AC listens to that or whoever might be young coming through Cooper or something they probably hear that and go okay I should really enjoy this time and just yeah. it adds to it and yeah we're in a golden age of, of information I guess well the thing is too man is like especially in this day and age with like everything that's available to every everyone really it's like you know guys like AC and Cooper mm. and like if you're a big name in this sport in this age yeah. like you don't have to leave this sport like no. you know you see so many guys that like they've come they had their heyday and then now they're doing whatever the rooftop like yeah, yeah they're just doing a normal awesome. job yep. but it's like if you've made any kind of like impression or statement in, within any industry like yep. there are tools now to where you can like even with me like i was a filmer in the u.s and now i can talk mm. about it so it's like i think the guys are realizing that side of things too to where it's mm. like just damn it's actually like super important to to like be engaged um but yeah so we'll move on a little bit i've got a few other things here on our agenda um where is it where is it yeah so uh florida is the next round so this is going to be the first time uh the ama nationals have gone to florida in 22 years wow it's crazy, crazy eh? it really is yeah and when you think about it so florida is like yep. the new california it's the hub yeah yep. you've got so many dudes that live and train in florida now mm. and it's probably that the top 15 in both sure. both classes really um and you, there's some outlier well i think the lights class there's a, a few more guys that want to be uh in california but there's a funny thing i don't know how many people would know but a lot of the teams if you're on a lights bike they actually require you to live in california oh really yeah, yeah. so and i think it maybe with aldens and and um that sort of stuff they've eased up on it a little bit now because they've got these kind of facilities but it used to be back in the day that you had to move to california and the crazy thing is like it fucked people's lives dude mm. like nico izzy fucked Josh Hill, fucked. Mm. Jason Lawrence, fucked. Like there is so many guys that were insanely talented that mm. like Austin Stroop, fucked. Because they were these Midwest guys, Millsaps, another guy that yeah. like he sort of got eaten up and, and chewed chewed out by it. And like, dude, even Dunge was saying like when he did the podcast like ages ago, he was saying that he was not ready for California. Mm. and he he basically like went back he shacked up with Lindsay, and then he went to california and like he said he lost himself even in his you know the, the as much as a straight edge christian dude can yeah but you know like that whole 
it's a pretty it's a pretty crazy little scene in that Murrieta Temecula and like it's sort of under documented I reckon in a way but back then the teams would require that you live there it was only the 450 guys that got to actually go and live where they wanted to like Tim Ferry had his house and whatever whatever crazy isn't it? yeah so but that's sort of eased off a little bit but there is still um there is still some guys that sort of do that like a lot of the star guys live there they've got swanapool but the the thing is it's just like logistics so those lights bikes they have to get rebuilt so much more than a 450 bike mm-hmm. so the 450 dudes they just send out like a practice engine every now and again but so when malcolm was riding for jdr they let malcolm stay at the compound but dude the amount of motors like mm-hmm. every week there was a motor getting shipped to florida like it was a huge logistical expense That's crazy yeah so um kind of on a bit of a tangent there but it's it's cool now that to see that um that florida finally has a national because it really is becoming like the second home of motocross yeah it is and yeah that's that's crazy to think of just some of the logistics that are involved in that so um obviously baker's factory with their setup and that they'd have on-site mechanics all the time and the test mechanics yeah they've got like the full workshop without that um so this uh i'm just going to chuck on because mick actually asked what the track was like this is the track that the uh gp went to in 2017 uh in florida so this is a uh jason baker dirtworks track um so yeah the the thing with florida for anyone that uh doesn't know there's basically no hills in florida at Mm -hmm. all like it's just completely flat uh it's going to be a sand track so it's going to be we're going to have back-to-back sand tracks over the next two weeks um oh this is where hampshire did really well eh? um so yeah it's going to be yeah full-blown sand track all the dudes that live and train in florida i think are going to be very well adapted because the dirt's the same um the heat obviously they're going to be sort of staying relatively close to their houses um so this could be we're talking before about like it's a sort of a pivotal moment in the championship in a way or like we're getting really down to business well here's hunter dude this is interesting hunter was sending it there in 17 yeah look how look how dominant Kato boys were we are yeah. easy mate um yeah so like we're sort of saying pretty pretty like down to business um end of the season now and if you're gonna give obviously eli has got his home race that gives him an advantage at colorado yep. and now i guess is this sort of like ken's home race because i saw um i saw instagrams of ken and ac riding here last week as well Oh, really? Um, oh, dude, Eli did this. Did he? Yeah. yeah. But when you... Pre- I forgot that Tomac did this. But when you train at a place called Moto Sandbox yeah. in Florida, yeah, you should be looking pretty good here. Yeah, you'd be feeling that. Yeah. Dude, I'd love to... Like, yeah, they built some sick jumps here too. I wish Hurlings was here this weekend. Um, but yeah, so the first yeah first time that it's been in Florida for 23 years, so that's a, a wow. pretty it's a big uh, stat. yeah that's a pretty big deal for the championship, and hopefully hopefully it sticks around too, dude. It'd be um, it'd be sick to see, um, yeah, it'd be just sick oh. to see like a, a race like that. Um, 
yeah in florida that's sort of there's definitely like a ton of moto fans there too it's just it's one of the biggest states for moto in the yep. country like florida's about as redneck moto loving state as it gets um so yeah that's pretty cool so i'm definitely going to be uh waking i'll wake up early this weekend and i'll probably watch week? yeah i'll probably watch all of it last weekend i couldn't because i had to go and choke some people um but yeah this weekend in a I'm competition not yeah true yeah, yeah somewhere out in public actually yeah it was a legitimate i was able to choke people um what's next so yeah that's florida so then i guess we can just transfer uh transfer into the uh the gps so they had the latvia round of the gps on the weekend which is one of my favorite tracks um yeah the the whole latvia um circuit sick it's like a, a sand track as well uh i need to just i'm just gonna stop this one Mick, and we will look for the mxgp highlights of latvia Big news is Hurlings broke his ankle. So did you see that? Um, so he breaks his ankle mm. in the uh, on the sight lap, sight lap yeah. and then goes out and wins the first moto. Crazy. Fucking beast, bro. Yep. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And did you hear the circumstances of, his, of him breaking his ankle? Nah. So this is the video of the sight lap thing now. Well, I haven't seen any vision of it, but from what I believe is he got ran into on the sight lap. Yeah, yeah. So I think they said that they've got the they've got video of it here. So right. we're just going to try and watch it now. But yeah, so he gets. Um, yep. Oh, oh damn! That like just Straight clipped away. him too. So they said that it's not bad mm. and that he's not going to need surgery. So what I bet he's done is the I bet he broke the fibula which mm-hmm. is the skinny one at the back behind your shin bone. Mm-hmm. And then that one's like not crazy, crazy bad to break. So I bet he's, I bet that that, cause it looked like it hit the back of his ankle. So I bet he's broke his, his uh, fibula. I'm pretty sure they call that one. But yeah, how gnarly is that dude to then go out and then win the first moto and, and then come in after it and just go, yeah, I can't, I can't stand up. And did you see when he got up? Like he obviously knew like straight away. Like yeah. you see him, he's like this and to come out and do that straight away, he's, it's Super crazy gnarly, dude. Yeah. so this is the instagram post um very sorry to say i've broken my ankle had a small crash on the siding lap uh, and another road another rider rode over my bad foot and broke my ankle i decided after the siding lap to still line up for the moto and even won the moto with a broken ankle hashtag humble brag i just cannot believe it anymore of course i'll be out for a second moto feeling so sorry for my team and sponsors hurlings is like slowly becoming the I feel like he is going to be the most like talked about folklore guy ever because I don't think that with like, if you look at just the, um, like the seasons that he would have left at the top level Mm. before these next dudes come through or whatever, like, I don't think he's going to break the records that, cause that was his thing. Mm -hmm. So he come out and he was maybe still the youngest world champion so he come out and like that was his thing he was like i'm not going to go to america i'm going to stay here i'm going to break all the records in yep. europe and it's it's not going to happen like he's running out of years he spent too many years injured mm. so it's like i wonder what the move is for hurlings like do you just go okay i'm just gonna be like because he is the baddest dude on a motocross bike for right sure. yeah hands down mm-hmm. like he's a savage so it's like i wonder if he should start almost like turning his attention to 
just showing up and just anyone that is like oh he could have something for hurling it's just like nah sorry bro and just like destroy people because mm-hmm. he's just doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that can go and put together these like seasons back to back to back like Caroli was able to do like you know what yeah, I mean yeah. he's just he's too injury prone and like why are you crashing on the sight lap yeah it's when you're that good yeah that's right it's yeah I, I, yeah I can't comment on that one but that's it's huge like to, to see that happen pretty rare gnarly dude so. and then in the 450 class uh, Caroli crashes out of the first moto yeah uh, and then dude so how's Geyser had a he was 40 points down on Caroli at one point this season mm-hmm. 40 points and he now has the points lead so I was really pulling for Tony to win the championship this year because he would have beat Everett's record gets his 10 yeah so. oh no Everett's got 10 right yeah Everett's got Everett's got 10 and yeah. Caroli's on 9 so now. he would have tied Everett yeah. which like I, I like that when you get a guy like Caroli to come and tie the record yeah it's almost a bummer in a way when someone beats a record like that so it's like completely unrelated but Linkin Park were tied with the Beatles for the most debut number one albums and a couple of years ago they had the chance that if they debuted at number one they would have beat the Beatles and they pretty much sandbagged and they made like this super weird screamo album and they didn't really like promote it at all and they were like yeah man it would just be weird if we beat the Beatles yeah like yeah. It's almost like a dick move, you know? Yeah. The be- and I heard someone say, I forget who it was, big artist, some, maybe someone at Metallica, it's like Beatles are like oxygen. Yeah. They're not music. They're yeah. more than that sort of thing. And yeah. you start looking at records like that, it's just, it's being, you yeah. know? So yeah, it's huge to see. But would you like to see Hurlings in the States? I would love to see him do a season in the States. He was close to doing a season in the States this year. Yeah. Like he got super close, eh? Because, um, did, did I tell you that? No. So, dude, how about us is this? Cooper Webb went to Roger DeCosta mm. and said, hey, man, you have my blessing to bring Hurlings over. So because his ankle wasn't, or whatever he broke, or his foot wasn't going to be ready for the first round, Hurlings and KTM were talking about the idea of him starting at Hangtown and wow. doing the full motocross championship. Apparently, Marvin said he wasn't cool with it, but Cooper then went to... To Costa and said, "Hey, dude, I'm cool with it because if I want to be the best, then I got to beat the best. So I think that would have been insane, and I would still, to this day, love to see yeah. Hurlings come over and do a full season. So I think, I. and I mean, I think he'd win too. Like yeah. it, it's like pretty hard to bet against him yeah. at this point, you know. And seeing, you know, like like you mentioned about him wanting to beat the records and get the records, it's off the table now. There's a chance." Yeah, you know, I think it'd be great. It'd be really great for the sport to have him there. Because, and that's what I mean is like, he's so there. if you're if you can't win <coughs> all of these races and you Still. can't win the championships that you wanted to win and be like the most winning dude ever in Europe, yep. like then what you do is you just you just go and you beat everybody, yep. every challenger, and it's like motocross the nations is cool, but it's like a one off weekend and it's like ah the track could have suited here the track could have suited there and that's what was so cool about Villapoto going over Mm. because it's like all right well we'll see what happens over a full season and he didn't last so for hurlings that's like the that's like the true test you know like and we can say like 
to me and to you, it's fairly seems fairly obvious that he's the fastest dude right now. Yeah. And I mean, the dude won the first moto with a broken leg, so it's like obviously he's fucking ripping. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that to to say like I'm the I was the best dude like when I was alive and yep. racing motocross, I was the best dude on the planet. Oh, and for me personally, I'd much rather see Hurlings come to the states and ride more than I'd rather see Tomac and Roxon go back to MXGP. Isn't it weird how that works? Yep. Because I'm the same. Yeah, I'd much rather see him I come don't know why there. that is. I don't know why, but it's, yeah, for me, I'd much rather, and probably other people listening probably be the same as well. I'd love to see Hurlings come into the, uh, into the States, but to see, you know, I, I think Eli and Ken at the moment are the two pinnacle riders. Yeah. I'd rather see them stay there and do their thing, you know? It's, it's weird, but I, I'd love to see Hurlings. Yeah, I, I'm one. the same, dude. I, yeah. I'd love to see. I, I just think, like... The tracks in Europe don't have like the same sort of mystique about them. Yep. And I think that they they chop and change and they're sort of all over and yep. they don't there's like I think the AMA has done a great job and the American media and yeah. it, it's like it's branded. Like Redbud is a brand. For sure. Unadilla is a brand. Yep. Like Latvia, like they say the country. Mm. You know, so it's like, oh they're in Latvia. Where the fuck in Latvia yeah. are they it's and like f- we're in Dilla like we're in Unadilla we know baby. where this place yeah. we're in Hangtown yeah and I think that that has been something that I mean and I'm just sort of spitballing on it but right now to me it's that's what seems like is the difference like why I don't care about Europe as much is yeah. because I just don't have an attachment in the same way that I do with the US stuff yeah. it's like Southwick Washougal I know I can name every single track on the AMA Mm. and it's like and I'm sure everybody could but you know you go Latvia GP of Sweden you know there's a couple like Lommel is legendary yep Um, you got that uh, the French the what's the name of the French track what um, yeah basically like Australia I feel we're like America's children you know as growing up we always looked to America to see what America was doing with their racing and you know watching all the movies as kids it was always you know american jeep it was all those american motocross so we, we sort of follow that trend of america much more than the european culture i, For I feel sure. here so and you know um the amount of um mxgps and i still love it but the amount i've watched of that compared to a national yeah not much it's know. true i think though it's like in theory though like it should change with the internet now because yeah we used to have to wait for dvds and shit like that but now we've got the internet then we can't like we watch the highlights the same it's all the same it comes out so it's just been branded with that american thing for sure but I, i i still think though too that they do a better job of the like branding the tracks branding yeah like just the whole thing it's just becomes so easy to follow and yeah. i think that um you know like yeah i said so lommel is a good example mm. of that it's like everybody knows lommel for sure so i think for the gps like you want to start trying to get these fans to religiously watch and know it's like you've really got to like brand the the circuits not just the you know like magello yeah it's like you know you know what it is like you don't say well, I guess they do say the GP of Italy, mm. but it's called Magello. Yep. Like, you know where that is. And it's the For same sure. as, like, Phillip Island. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think that would go a long way towards, um, you know, having that sort of same level of, like, excitement or whatever. Yeah. And, and actually, I'll ask you this. Like, the it's coming with the brand stuff, 
like growing up the tires you know the carlsbad the washugal the millville type like yeah they all had their own thing and that was all part of creating the brand of those tracks as well and you know they're all things that i always remember from growing up as a kid so yeah, yeah. no totally agree dude. all part of it um yeah so then yeah uh i got just my notes here guyza now is in the points lead which is cool i love guys dude i love his style um he's so aggressive he looks so good on the bike um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm bummed i really was hoping to see caroli i think it would be so fitting for him yeah. to get 10 tie stefan everts and you know put a real sort of stamp on on his career um but looks yeah, i don't know may, maybe obviously it's not over um but it's just crazy the swings man like 40 yeah. points down to then um now he's got the lead and what can caroli do so um it would have been very very helpful for tony if to have hurlings in the championship mm. yeah that, they've lost barrier. out yeah they've yep. lost out there they're saying that he can be back by august um which is only a, you know just over a month yeah. away um but yeah still pretty gnarly and i think uh, i don't know exactly but i think they've got a couple of rounds in succession too it's yeah, pretty quick okay. bang bang sort of thing so yeah, it's it's only a short time, but there's I think there's two rounds in between that period, which is pretty pretty devastating if you're looking at the points wise. So, yeah, yeah. Um, they're saying too that Jorge Prado might come to uh, America next year. Wow. Yeah, because uh, he is going to point or age out of the uh, two fifty class. Ah, uh, right. So they're going to lose him yep. over there um, due to that. And but he's tiny; he's so young still. Mm. And then he has to go into the four fifty class, which like yeah. I just can't see him being ready for. And it's like while you're so hot on a two fifty right now, yeah. Why not go to the US and then go back to Europe? Like especially do motocross only. Yep. Um, be interesting to see if he does try his hand at Supercross because that's always been the thing like you get Marv yep. who could do Supercross Ferrandis that could do Supercross like Hurlings didn't want to do Supercross he had when I was actually there uh, he had a day at the KTM test track and fucking cartwheeled through the whoops like bad right. and then he was like I'm, I'm not doing this like yep. this is fucked up so you get a guy like Hurlings that's just like not interested in yep. it um, but yeah so it'd be interesting to see if Prado goes over there he's still young enough like i'm sure yeah. he's ridden supercross tracks and stuff like that uh be interesting to see if he wants to do a full season over there or if he just wants to do motocross mm. be good to see him do a full season be sick. i'd love to see that yeah because so. he's such a talented kid um did you see have you seen the red bull tv thing that they did on him no they made like a full red bull tv feature on yeah. him um i'll look it up just in case anyone else wants to watch it how um, old how old is he now oh he's young dude so he's capped out though yeah and i don't know why yeah red bull jorge prado documentary um feet in the dirt so if anyone wants to watch that just go to red bull uh and just search or just search red bull uh feet in the dirt uh with jorge prado and it's yeah documentary of his 2018 world championship i haven't watched it yet uh, it's 24 minutes long um but yeah i've been uh been keen to watch it he, yeah, he's super young. While we're on the GP thing, Hurling's bike, like when they, you just flicked it on there, how good does it look? What's that? His Hurling's bike? KDM. Yeah. Dude, the KDMs just look so sick at the moment, just in general. Just eh? awesome, mate. Just it, When you flick that on on the screen just before, just looks... Which yeah. one? 
Uh, just on the crash one, I think it's the start of the video on your second screen you've got up there. Uh, which one? Which one? John? No, the back screen. Yeah, it's at the start of that video. I think it was. I'll just refresh it. When they're in the pits. Oh yeah, when they're when they're I think they're adjusting the bars on it. Yeah, the old factory KTM just looks so it looks good. So dude. good. Yeah. I love that guys are still rocking that. Yeah, look at that thing. Yeah, it's Titty City, baby. Love that. It's crazy too how uh, KTM just like they just bought so many brands along with them. For like sure. they just stuck to their guns. A Kropovich exhaust, yep. WP suspension. It's like they were like so staunch in yep. we want to work with these people, we want to build these brands, yep. and now they're like you know you get a Kropovich exhaust is like some of that nicest oh, stuff you can get. Yeah, and like as a brand it's grown it's it's market huge as well Massive. because the ktm side of yeah. it, I, I feel anyway so no i totally agree i never knew of them before a ktm yep um so yeah we'll move on to some random stuff did you see that, that christian craig got done for uh with water yes did you read much into it no pretty much like it's just a essentially like a tainted supplement so i don't know if uh many listeners are as into like the ufc stuff as what i am uh but basically this shit happens all the time in the ufc so like if you go to what are the what's like a nutrition shop here the supplement den yeah without branding someone yeah yeah. so if you go to somewhere like that and you get say you want to get pre-workout so like they're all made in these factories in china or wherever they've got these huge vials of shit and they're just like mixing in all the ingredients stirring them up bam out comes your powder they package it bottle it they clean out the the silos or the vats or whatever it is then they put the new batch of stuff in so like if you you've got to get these brands like miles right yeah so miles has combat cmbt his uh supplement company and they're actually like water and asada tested and approved so they've gone through this whole process because fighters get drug tested basically every fight these motocross guys it's fairly random but they get tested every single fight so like if they want to take any kind of supplements like uh pre-workout bcaa's any of that kind of stuff um they need to be like super super careful so i just don't think the moto dudes are under that level of scrutiny so like you know christian craig has taken some kind of um pre-workout or bcaa's or whatever and it's been tainted with a super low percentage of this uh drug yep. and now they've um it's all been on the down low they let him keep racing because they basically said like there's no way you could have ingested this it's not an knowingly yeah yep. so i think it is an enhancement drug mm. that they found but it's in such a small quantity that he couldn't have actually taken it for a performance enhancing purpose yeah um but yeah so he has i mean dude he's had like such a shit year like complete like a write-off year and it sucks because this happened back in supercross and it's like you've seen what happened with tickle Mm. and it's like now he's going through the same thing in a way obviously tickle got completely suspended um but yeah so it's it just sucks that this sort of stuff is happening and keeps happening and it's like i mean i don't know like we we do need to have drug testing in the sport Mm. um but i think that the way that it gets handled like especially 
like the James Stewart thing for like an Adderall prescription. He had a prescription. He didn't write like it's a form. Like fuck off. Like that was the start of the end for James. Yeah. You know. So to me, it's just like I don't know. The the shit just seems like they just don't deal with it very well at all, and it's it's kind of frustrating. And you look at a guy like Craig, like he said on his Instagram post that yeah, I was you know it's been weighing on me. Like he doesn't know if he's gonna get suspended. He doesn't know how fans are gonna react. So it's like you just fucking with these dudes livelihoods you're holding them to ransom oh for sure and there's no like there's no clear-cut process of appeals there's no like look how long tickles took look how long james's took like i don't know man to me it it seems like bullshit but it's like i don't know what's the what's the other way to go about it yeah i know of someone here a road racer that's having the same issue really and the fim won't answer like just there's no clear cut this is it your race license is suspended yes but how long what and it was same thing it's like a minimal thing but i want to have a conversation to you that stuff later actually so yeah, okay. it's crazy yeah it's it's honestly bullshit man mm. like and it's it's crazy because it's the judge the jury and the executioner yep. and it's like we don't allow that in any other form of any law enforcement any government agency like there's always separate entities for prosecution for um you know the handing out sentencing like you shouldn't be allowed to play all of those roles especially when we're dealing with people's livelihoods for sure so i mean that that was it was sad to see uh christian craig coming out with that um this week so yeah and there's a message too like you don't want to see doping in sport but there's doping and then there's something like this. Yeah. This is two total different topics, you know, so it's... And a dude like Christian Craig isn't like Lance Armstrong that's got no. doctors every... Like, like Christian Craig is literally driving down to GNC and buying supplements yeah. off the counter. Yeah. Like, there's nothing special going on. So it's like you're holding this guy to this Olympic standard of drug testing. Yep. But he has a punter's level of purchase options. Yep. It's like, how the fuck does that work? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's some huge gaps in the system when it comes to that. And it's, yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Um, Dino's back riding. Uh, I saw that he is back. And he, uh, this is why I love Dean. And this is why, um, just going to search up his Instagram here. This is why I love Dean. And this is what everybody needs to look at Dean and go, okay, cool. This is how, this is how it's supposed to get done. You know who this is in this photo? Marshawn fucking Lynch, one of the greatest players in the NFL, one of the most recognizable faces in American sport, and they hooked up at Oakland Supercross. Dean, uh, I think it's through Ignite Cannabis too. I'm just spitballing there, but I'm pretty sure that's where the the relationship started. Uh, but he has run the. Uh, his jersey for opening ceremonies at Oakland they've got together Dean's you know come hang out come ride and we now have Marshall and Lynch on a Husky wearing O'Neill gear Alpine star boots like Beast Mode has let's see how many followers we got 1.7 million followers right now so it's like this dude's one of the most recognizable faces in American sport and here's Dean rubbing shoulders with him it's yep. like that's this is so smart this is like where all of our thinking needs to be going like and people don't know but will Hahn and daniel ricardo are like best friends really like will what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. let the world know we want to see that shit like will flew to monaco with ricardo in his private jet 
Like they're full homies, dude. Yeah. So it's like, this is the stuff that's cool. This is the stuff that moves the needle for motocross. Like, you know, Marshall Lynch puts this on his story and it's like, how many potential new motocross fans can yeah. that convert? The people that Dean single-handedly has brought into the sport. Insane, bro. relationship like this. Dan Bozzi. Dan Bozzarian, like Marshall that's, Lynch. That's massive, massive following of people. Huge. You know, so yeah, he's got it going on. Yeah, so Dean's a man. He's back riding. Uh, he said his shoulder's still kind of cooked. Um, but he will be back as soon as he can. I cannot wait to have him back at the races, uh, and I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, I've, actually, this leads on to our next topic. Um, but can I just say something about Dean as well? Yeah. Like the guy, uh, there's a young guy down in northern New South Wales, Luca Munro. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's got uh, kidney kidney cancer. Yeah, right. And Dean reached out and donated his jerseys from when he came to Australia for it he's so, the best dude like just good people in the sports awesome to see yeah he is the best dude ever um yeah so November 30th Marvel Stadium I just want to see who if they've got um yeah so Ando's announced to be back Carmichael's announced to be back uh who else have they got I'm trying to see if they got Dino back They've I'm sure that they will be. Savachi. Savachi will be there. Uh, Chad will be back. Brayton obviously comes back to do the series. Um, so, yeah, it's shaping up to be an insane event at Melbourne. Um, we are going to be there again doing the live podcast, Bigger and Better. Uh, last year was so sick. Like, basically, me and Rob from Nobby just kind of well, was Rob's idea. Um, and we just were like, all right, cool, we'll go do it. We didn't really promo it. We didn't really, I don't want to say we didn't put effort into it. Obviously, we put effort into it, but it was a very loose arrangement. We didn't know how it was going to go. It ended up being one of the coolest things that we did yeah. in the podcast all year. Um, so the AME boys have uh, pumped to get us back to do it. Uh, we'll be doing it again with Nobby. And I think we're going to be doing it way bigger and way better. I think we, um, I think we definitely proved last year that people are super into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah I'm very excited and I got a friend that lives in Melbourne and he just said that this stadium is so good there I think you've said as well how much you like the stadium yeah I've been to the Speedway twice there that's Most right Energy Speedway. That, yeah. and for a motorsport event this is the place you need to be really? this is awesome it's a great stadium what makes it so good you reckon uh, well low risk it's got a roof on it, yeah, which is true. one good thing for an event. Yeah, um, just the atmosphere. You're right on the you're right on the edge of the stadium. It's built up really nicely. The facilities there, it's it's the best one of the better stadiums I've been to in Australia for sure. And as a, as a motorsport event, it's going to be great. Yeah, dude, I'm like yep. super super excited. Uh, I'm pretty sure tickets are on sale now. It's not an ad uh, for them, but yeah, I'm like super excited. Uh, so yeah, November thirty, Marvel Stadium, Docklands, get amongst it. We'll be there. No, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. And uh, Bailey and Sander are actually coming on the podcast. They're going to fly up. Um, it's it's interesting that they were sort of when we, I was talking to them, they were like, oh man, I just I wish people knew like what went into signing riders for the events, mm-hmm. how hard like the manufacturers push back against the guys coming. Uh, dudes like Dean and Ando, like they push to come. Yep. So there's like a, I don't think there's a lot of information about just how gnarly it is and just the risk, bro. Like we were in New Zealand for the Supercross last year and it's like they were going to lose millions if they had to 
if that rain came down and ruined that track and they couldn't ride like sure. millions and millions of dollars like so they're playing there's a couple of Aussie boys that are young dudes playing high stakes poker just to try and make Supercross stay alive in Australia like it's insane the risks that, that they're taking and then you know like I think that there's probably a little bit of uh, that whole tall poppy thing where it's like now that they're, they are succeeding everyone's like expecting yeah. you know or like sort of ripping trying to rip them down in a way but it's like man when you risk that much yeah the bigger the risk the bigger the reward and those boys put everything on the line to make Supercross what it is in Australia again and I think that going forward man like it's going to be one of the most respected championships in the world yeah where people and, want to come oh bro for sure yeah. and it's like look at the form that uh, Dean was able to get going into the Supercross in Australia Brayton was, yeah. did great again like the levels insane it was important for Chad like Chad Chad needed a good showing at that event mm. to really push for the deal that he got like it's it's becoming like an, a key off-season event globally and it's starting to impact the way that teams are signing and you know form going into Anaheim like and that that's the thing too is like the timing is perfect for the pre-Anaheim deal you couldn't deal. want better timing no. like November 30 Anaheim I don't know the date but it's probably January it's 5 January, January 5, 7 something 7, like that yeah. so you've got four and a bit well five weeks it's a perfect time for it so yeah exciting time yeah I, I can't wait I can't wait to have those boys on the podcast uh, and I also um, can't wait to just be at that event again that, that was one of the highlights of my year for sure it was great and I think they got well they have got New Zealand too which is yeah which will be it's around the same well. time yeah like 16th of November or something so that was one of the best supercrosses I've ever been to it was like you know we were both there the rain was crazy like the job that they did to put that oh. event on you just can't without being there you just wouldn't know you couldn't appreciate no how way. close it was to them losing millions of dollars yeah and the pre-sale tickets like I, I they obviously know the number but it was something like 15,000 I think was it 15 yeah where do you do that at no like we haven't seen that in the southern hemisphere for supercross no. in ages so no. they've done a yeah a fantastic job and even like you know Townley the way that they did like the radio they got Townley involved yep. and you know the Townley's view on how important it is was really cool to see too yep. like he's a guy that knows he's in New Zealand all the time he's working with kids he's coaching and did you see that te- uh, Ben put on his Instagram the other day that they're gonna he's gonna offer like free coaching wow. for Supercross for guys that wanna race Auckland that's cool so it's like fuck bro it's like it's starting to be a movement now yep. you know these guys have really really lit the fire under so many people and I mean I'm more excited about this shit than I've ever been, dude. For like, sure. this to me is better than the Super X thing. Yeah. Like, that never got past the, the stage of being a gimmick. Mm. You know? Like, that's the thing with, like, the way that this these guys are doing this now. Is that they... I think it's so smart the way that they just put on one event. And, like, let's tie it in the championship. We'll just do one event. Yep. And then it's, like, the undersell over deliver. Mm. They didn't come in saying we're going to revamp we're going to do this whole massive series that's going to cost xxx and we're then going to have all of this pressure to recoup all this money there's no margin for error these guys were super smart in the way that they did it they integrated it into the championship and now they've let it grow and they've let it grow and they've let it grow and now we've got two events 
but hang on, it's not just at the tiny little uh, basketball stadium anymore. No. Now we're in Marvel Stadium, Australia's premier yeah. sporting venue. It's like it's that slow build, man. And now it's like when you talk about this and you talk about it to the riders in America and you talk about it to the teams in America, you talk about it to the teams here, this isn't a gimmick anymore. No. Like they're fucking here to stay. And they're doing they've they've grown into this event that they now have and it's like this is just the first year it's in melbourne yeah and we're like super excited and saying how like great that this is and it is but like this is just year one yep imagine what imagine where this shit's gonna be five years from now and it's like yeah it's just it's super exciting and it's it's the first time that it's been beyond a gimmick yeah super x stayed in gimmick phase and and what how many years into this are they is it this fourth. is the fifth or fourth, fourth year fourth year i i like the part of being melbourne too like melbourne is like the sports capital like of australia of australia sure. so that's that um that city gets behind sport so yeah. it's 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 going to be like an awesome event so yeah exciting sweet bro well i think that uh about wraps us uh, I didn't really have anything else here. Just on an hour. Back in an hour. Dunskies. Um, thanks, Ethan, for making the drive in, bro. No worries. How'd it feel being in that chair today? It was good. Yeah, good on the high can't, chair. Can't. I miss the computer, though. Yeah, no, I, feel, I miss I you on the computer, of, too, to be honest. Sort of feel a bit... Uh, yeah. A bit naked. You're just naked. like chilling here. You've got nothing to do. <laughs> I've got nothing to do. Yeah, I know. Oh, we'll get you back on the computer. <laughs> I just, well, just wasn't set up. It's was going to be too lonely over there. So I needed you, needed you on the big desk today, bro. That's good. 